I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DraftKings Network, Gil Alexander, Kelly Midland in the Hizzy, Bar Canada at the D. Good morning, sir. You good? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Good. What's going on with you? Little, uh, uh, I just realized, I thought all the screens were back working here, but no, we're, we're, oh. we don't have a green screen anymore behind you, but it's, oh. it's just black. No odds. Uh, Kelly's just you know, stream of consciousness. Go, oh, yeah. get him back. I get distracted. I'm like a dog. <laughs> it's like a dog. He's like a squirrel. Uh, on the show today, Zach and Crack. Zach Cohen on Super Bowl 58 and tennis plays, if he has any as well. We'll get into that with Zach. And Crack, unscripted with Crackman Bill Krakenberger, as we do each and every Thursday. Uh, looking forward to that. And, uh, of course, all things Super Bowl 58. Uh, yesterday, Kelly, let us just begin. First of all, let me just begin. Yesterday on the show, Steve Fezzik was here. He did a doubleheader with me. He did, uh, he did not only this show with us, with you and I, uh, and he was great for three segments. Always a pleasure to have him on. But then he did, along with Mark Meltzer, the 13th annual Vegas Lifestyle Pod. It was just awesome. People respond to it every year. 13th annual, man. We had a ball talking about sports books, uh, the Super Bowl in March Madness, great restaurants, um, great shows, great music. Yeah, I caught the first like 20 minutes of riding it. It's always great, and it's a... I think, it's, I mean, especially for people coming here around this time of year, yes. but just in general, but especially for Super Bowl, March Madness, uh, you guys hit it out of the park. You it's said, definitely you, stuff you need to know. You said you almost ran off the road when you heard about the prices for the Super Bowl? I, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it's it. Out of control. Well, well, well first, out of control. first, before I, before I yeah. go, go into that part, the... Uh, Caesars, hey, the apps looking great. The apps looking great. Apps looking great. Thank you for calling us emperors. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I know we've given you a lot of heat here yeah. over, the, over the past couple months. So the apps looking great. But you're going to charge people 500 bucks a pop <laughs> for a seat? Like, 
like 200 yards away from the screens? That was Meltzer's opener. It's like in the, in the arc of that show that we've done for 13 years now or I guess 12, but 13 different episodes, we, we've gone from, yeah, just get there early, right. to uh, if you're not coming at a baseline level of 500 bucks to sit in the rafters, I'm sorry, you're out. You're out of luck. Yeah. It's incredible. The other one, like, just real quick, I, everybody listens to the podcast, and I'm just, like, commenting on the podcast now. I don't know why. But the, uh, like, the one that, that Mark or Steve brought up about, like, how Circa does it is it's always, I think sometimes it can be intimidating when you see a price for some of their tables and stuff. But really, really important part of the food and beverage is a part of that. So, like, I've gone there many times and gotten a table with five different people that you're sitting there. I think it's six person table, something like that. Forget how much you got to spend. But if you're drinking with five, six people, we've gone well past the amount of money we needed to spend every single time. Beating the book, 13th annual Vegas Lifestyle Pod. Check it out. You uh, you won't be disappointed if you are uh, planning a trip. Uh, yesterday, the big football news was uh, that Mike McDonald has been hired by the Seattle Seahawks, the former Ravens defensive coordinator. So now you got a Mike McDonald. You got a Mike McDaniel. Oh, man. And you used well, to have a Josh McDaniels. At least, well, at least we traded one for one. That's yeah. right. So we got a Mike McDaniel. We got a Mike McDonald now. But what that means is that the Commodores are the last team standing without a head coach. And I just want to say this. This is for those of us who grew up on this football team. This is like uh, we were in jail for 30 years. Imagine being in, in a penitentiary for 30 years, and then you got out. Somehow your sentence was commuted, and then you get a hangnail, and you're complaining about the hangnail now. It's still all good. That dude isn't here anymore. So it's all, it all still falls under the general category of good. But it is sort of comical that anybody they wanted is gone now. Anybody they wanted. Everybody that they wanted. And so now, there the speculation, the latest scuttlebutt. Was that a technical term? Sure, scuttlebutt. Latest scuttlebutt. If you put your uh, ear to the ground, the buzz on the streets is that Dan Quinn might be the guy now. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think what's fascinating about it is not even a whisper about Belichick, not even a whisper about Vrabel. Like it's just incredible, and, and not even a whisper about Eric Bieniemy. Like none of those guys. If you believe the rumor of the du jour, right? The rumor of the day, that's what the word is. But who knows? They got time now. They got they're the only one standing. Can take their time. There's some of these guys that I'm I'm beginning to wonder about because don't get me wrong, I think I definitely I think I fall into the camp of I'd rather see more fresh blood in the NFL and yeah. actually see some fresh thinking and new minds and stuff like that than just the retreads. But okay, we've often we we still over the past I think especially five ten years have seen some of those new guys completely not work at all. But um, I mean, like, what's up with Dan Quinn? Like that he was like one of the hottest head coaching candidates last off season. You know, then seemingly heading into this off season. And I understand that we're getting the reports that he's connected to the commanders now, but there were plenty of head coaching openings that seemed glad to pass on the guy before uh, we got to this point. You know, it's funny you mentioned it because I did look at Dan Quinn's head coaching record. Uh, he coached for four seasons and a partial fifth during the mm-hmm. pandemic. Eight and eight, 11 and five, 10 and six, seven and nine, seven and nine. Then he did have the 0 and five to start the pandemic season and, he, and they, they got rid of him. But if you throw out that 0 and five, which I'm willing to do, yeah. pandemic. 
I mean, it's pretty good, right? It's like it would be 43 and 37. Obviously, they were up 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl. I know. I know that story. Yeah, they um, had talented teams, but still, yeah, records yeah. are records. Records are records. Um, anyway, I don't, the point of all of this to me is none of us know who's going to be good and who's not in yeah. the end, right? So Dan Quinn could end up being great. Dan Quinn could end up sucking. All these guys, all these young whippersnappers could end up being great or sucking too. We have no idea. The point is, they haven't gotten anybody they wanted. <laughs> that should be that should be stated. Uh, Super Bowl 58, which is now just 10 days away. 10. Oh, it's coming. One of these days. Um, just to sort of recap here, Niners, one and a half point favorites consensus. Two, we're calling it here uh, oh, on the we're screen. Two we're two days. consensus because yeah. DraftKings was the first to go to two, back to two. So it's mainly twos now in favor of the Niners. Um, I have this one remaining exact at Niners over the Chiefs at 11 to 1. I don't know if I want to, you know, bet my way out of that with the Chiefs or not. I could if I if I wanted to, but I just want to make the point that this is one of these games where just because it's the Super Bowl doesn't mean you have to feign conviction on this. Like as a standalone game for me, I genuinely am torn between what I've been saying all week, which is, you know, category by category, most of the check marks go into the Kansas City column, with the exception of the Niners' offense, which is a major check mark, but. Coaching, quarterbacking, uh, body of work for tight end, certainly field goal kicker, certainly defense. All of those check marks go to the Chiefs. On the other hand, if this game were played five weeks ago on a neutral, the Niners would be favored by five or six. I don't know. I don't know if, if the if the greatness of Michael Jordan, Patrick Mahomes will just override everything once again, or will the Niners, it, and it does get to me, I, I know I've said this many times too, Scoring first always matters. Scoring first matters a bunch to me in this game. Like, the Niners can't afford to get in a hole again. They won't get out of it against Mahomes. But I could say the same for the Chiefs. I don't think they can match the Niners' offense blow for blow. The other big check mark, and we've talked about this too, Kelly, is the Niners are in the NFC, the Chiefs in the AFC, and it just might be, Will Hill was great at this, saying this, it just might be that the AFC is better than the NFC this year, and this has been staring us in the face the entire time, and we just haven't acknowledged it. The best teams the Niners have beaten, Cowboys, Jags, Rams, Seahawks. Chiefs just went through a gauntlet of Dolphins, Bills, Ravens. Like I put all those teams over those other teams. So, you know, we might quibble about the Dolphins or the Cowboys, but you get what I'm saying. And so their strength of schedule all year was much harder, right? It was a top five uh, difficulty strength of schedule versus the Niners who were top 20. So there's that. So I don't know. I I know you're, I know I'm supposed to have like, oh, I'm so confident in my, in my exact hitting. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I think from a side and total perspective, it's not an easy game. Um, You know, we've got, I, I I took two and a half with the Chiefs kind of when this opened, and then I did the game teaser. So I teased up Chiefs, teased up Chiefs, teased up the total to go under it. Um, that was at fifty four. I caught it at forty eight. Kind of interesting. I, it, it's interesting to me not only side but total. How you know? I mean, this has been a half point. You know, right? Yeah. Like we've been. It's been between forty seven, forty eight the whole time with the total. I don't think I've seen anything lower. Definitely haven't seen anything higher. Uh, than the total there. So that's how I'm playing it. But it is, you know, to your point, it is nothing bigger 
It's not bigger than what I would normally play on a normal NFL Sunday as far as those two bets go. Um, I did play Isaiah Pacheco over his rushing prop already. Um, and then, look, we, we will be on the air about talking about this game for another week, and I will, I know I'll be adding a ton of prop bets. I, maybe not a ton. I'm never, I'm never the guy that has 30. I'm the guy that has... 10 ish, probably something like that. But you give us enough time to break down one game. It's definitely, you could definitely talk yourself into multiple props. I know myself well enough at this point that I'll end up doing that, but it's just, you know, it's, it's stay within your means, bet within your means. I think always keep that in mind, but Super Bowl, I'm going to always have some fun with it and add a little bit more with props, props than I would probably normally play. Would you, will you have more on golf that morning than you will on football? Oh, possible to tell us this far out with, uh, you know, not knowing exactly what, what I'm, how the golf caps could end up. Yeah, there is. A, there is a very good chance. Yes, I will have more in the golf tournament next week. If it were a normal tennis day, in other words, like tournaments weren't finishing or just beginning on that sort of Sunday and they're playing in Europe sort of thing. I would absolutely have more on tennis than, than on the football game. Probably. Yeah. Actually, now that I'm really thinking about it, it would be hard for me not to have more on golf than, yeah. than what I'll have on that. Which isn't the case every year, right? There's no, some, no, some Super Bowls, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, this is one of those where you could absolutely make a case for both sides, and I would I would be open to hearing both of them. Like, I don't think you're outlandish here uh, having super conviction on the other. I am hoping for the Niners to win, for sure, uh, based on bets had, but if I'm landing on this game right now, I'm not sure what I do. I'm just not. Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, you still got uh, a, a little bit of injury info to hear and stuff like that leading up to the game, and you're not hearing much so far these past few days, so we're yeah. going to come on that kind of stuff. Uh, we have a couple uh, handicapping things we want to get into, a little uh, ten- through the lens of both tennis and golf, um, just some handicapping PSAs that Kelly and I would like to get into. We will get into that. Uh, awards are seven days away. Someone asked us to uh, just reset on that. Think about who we think is going to actually win this a week from now. You can't bet on them anymore, but we'll talk about that. And then the uh, perspective from a British gentleman on our great American football is just fantastic for those of us too close to the sun, which is all of us. We're coming back with Zach Cohen. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. 
I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription. Get your first year for only $199. Just use promo code ANG. Get access to everything on our brand new VSIN.com website. Plus, our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, 24 7 video access. Plus, our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite prop bets. Remember to use promo code. A-N-G. A-N-G. That's A-N-G like a numbers game. The program you're currently using. Get your first year Visa. <laughs> Get your first year Visa Pro Access for only $199. Sign up today at Visa.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander and the conniving Kelly Bidlin. Try to step on me right there. Uh, I just want to make a, a, ten, a, a handicapping point. It's not just a tennis handicapping point. It's a general handicapping point. But you only really get to say this when things are going well, because if things are going bad, people are like, oh, yeah, sure, you're making excuses. Right. I hate that part. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So yesterday uh, we hit a uh, plus 221 dog on Flavio Coboli Mm. against uh, Gael Monfi. We lost the plus 160 after the show, but we gave those out on the air yesterday because they were still pending. Um, But it's a 19 and 11 run in tennis right now. All these are available. Uh, Zach Cohen and I put them out every day. We have our own picks. Uh, They're at vcent.com slash picks. So it's a 19 and 11 run in tennis, and it's in that 19 and 11. You're like, oh, 19 and 11. It's up 13 and a half units because I play a lot of dogs and oftentimes big dogs. That's great. What I'm trying to get at is um, that in betting sports, you it is incumbent upon you to recognize when the edge is there, when the edge is not there, when the edge is permanently not there or if it's just sort of negative variance. And your success as a sports better, to the extent that you can overcome negative variance, the better off you'll be. So taking tennis as an example, we had a fantastic 2020. We've been better 2021. 2021 around here, hardcore season especially, was insanely good. 2022, not as good. 2023, a losing year in tennis. And so I hearken it back to my baseball betting back in the day where 2012, the summer of 2012, spectacular baseball season, 50 units to the positive. 
2014, two years later, same deal. 60 years of positive. 2013 in the middle, terrible to the negative. But during the 2013 season, I recognized it was bullpens getting the best. Like, I would have big leads going into bullpens and just get crushed over and over. Like, Bob would joke with me, be like, well, you got them right where you want them. Gilly up four runs. You know how this goes, right? But then 2015 and 2016, that's when I recognized. Like, 2015 was just a break even. And 2016, I think I lost a little. And then you realize, because I would talk with Dr. Bob at the time, of, yeah, if I'm not if I'm not betting these the night before, like the line has gone in a way that it didn't used to be. We, we used to have those discussions back yeah. then. But you have to recognize when it's going against you, when it's for real and when it's for not kind of thing, right? You have to be honest in both directions. Same thing with tennis. So after 2013, a bad season, you kind of have to ask yourself, okay, has something here changed here fundamentally? And I don't think it's a big enough sample. It's not that 19 and 11 is either, by the way. I'm just using that as a crutch to talk about it now. Um, but I think you have to be honest with, okay, well, how did it go? Did it, was anything fundamentally different? Well, lost a lot of games, where you're up, uh, lost a mat- matches where you're up a, a set and a break, and they just would go against you, or you had big leads with dogs, and then the other player would walk off the court. Like, it was a bunch of really bad things. And then you also did have some bad handicaps on top of it. Anyway, the point of that is, know the sport that you're doing, how you relate to that sport. Let's take football as another example. Megapod this year, um, let me give you the exact, 35-18-1. That's after a 1-2 and two in week 18. 35-18-1. Great year. Do I think that I will be able to match that next year? Absolutely not. Because it's football, and I know that that is a much more precarious thing than my relationship with betting tennis. I think you can relate with golf, too. So I, I just, I just want to throw that out as... For newish betters, keep that in mind as you get good at this, at particular sports, that no matter who you are, you're going to have bad stretches. And sometimes those bad stretches will seem interminable. And your ability to fight through that, and it is hard in the moment. It is. Um, Because you think, as Todd would say, you think Hashem is conspiring against you. Um, It's a little Orthodox Judaism from Toddy. But that's that's just kind of the PSA and all this. Yeah, and I think you hit on something, too. Is there something... Everybody's going to be caught in those stretches. Is there something to be learned from it? You yeah. know, like, as you brought up the bullpens and stuff, like, is there something that you can at least learn yeah. and add to add to what you're doing in the future to help recover? And look, sometimes there's not. Like, sometimes you just get through bad... You go through bad stretches, and that happens when you... You know, like you're talking about, when you're on running on the wrong side of variance and stuff like that, it just happens. We bring Zach Cohen now. Now, to, this morning, we had three picks I did at visa.com slash picks Two have hit already the third coming up I just learned that both me and Zach Cohen are simpatico on this so I'll allow him to say what his play is because that's my third as well Zach Cohen joins us ladies and gentlemen Vincent senior writer you can follow all his work at visa.com how you doing Zach doing well the play is I have Arthur Cazzo money line minus 120 against Felix Oje Aliassime. There you go. Uh, it's a match in France. You know, French fans could be rather wild. I think that they're going to help Cazzo quite a bit in this match. And Oje Aliassime is a player that, as everyone knows, probably uh, listening to this, no, I'm kidding, is a <laughs> former top 10 player that has been struggling for confidence since the start of last year. I think that this is a really tough matchup for him. He's a really good server, and a, you know, more of a power player from the baseline, but can miss, you know, quite a bit in each given match. And Cazzo, is a counter puncher. He's going to force him to hit a lot of extra balls. I think he'll force a lot of unforced errors out of him. And I think this is a match that we could expect Kazo to win, especially off the back of a really good performance at the Australian Open. Zach just put his in. We had no idea we had the same play. So let's see if we can get that in. Uh, all right. NBA. Uh, 
after uh, Doc Rivers loses, huh? Doc Rivers goes into Portland. Dame Lillard going back to Portland. You were saying, Kelly, how much those fans adore him, though, like the children with the signs. Oh, it was awesome. Like, there's just so many crappy fans out there. Yeah. Zach, I don't know how much you saw this last night, but like there was what was there? One kid, the one kid with the sign of win your ring and then come, come back, back home. home. Like what? Like eight, <laughs> nine year old thinks that way oh, anymore. Awesome. Like, anymore. Is, that's right. Uh, like all we hear about is bad fans. So that part of it was cool to see. Last Zach, what did you uh, Zach, by the way, is a co uh, co-host of Howard with handicappers along with JVT and Kelly as well. What do you got in the NBA tonight? I have over 235 and Sixers Jazz. Uh, Jazz are a good offensive team that have struggled the last two games offensively, but you know, they were at the tail end of a six game road trip going back home tonight against the Sixers team that is without Joel Embiid. I think they're going to play a lot better offensively. And I also think the Philly without Embiid is going to be able to play a little bit faster. And I think they'll get sucked into, you know, a high paced game from Utah, uh, a team that should probably bounce back somewhat soon after, you know, a pretty lousy end to that road trip. Is that the one or anything else in the NBA? I have a slight lean right now on the Pacers. I haven't put it in yet. I just keep thinking that at some point, Julius Randle being out is going to catch up to the Knicks. It's already burned me twice so far. I've bet against them the last two games. They look phenomenal, but I do think it's going to have to average out at some point. They're really missing a key offensive piece there. Obviously, it's a team that has been red hot offensively, but I don't know. I think against a team like the Pacers, where they have so many offensive weapons, the Knicks will be missing a little extra firepower outside of Brunson. By the way, Joel Embiid watch now can only afford to miss four more games to be eligible for the MVP. All right, Super Bowl 58. We have not had a chance to talk to you about this with the Niners favored by two. What are your overall thoughts? What have you bet? My thoughts are that I'm sick of losing on both of these teams. I've been on the wrong side of the Chiefs games, wrong side of the 49ers games so far. I'm going to the Kansas City here. I just think this is a game where, you know, we know now that the Chiefs want to play a game where they run the ball, you know, worry about the defensive side of the ball and just try to keep it close in the fourth quarter. And if it does end up being a one-possession game, I trust Patrick Mahomes a lot more than I trust Brock Purdy. As square as it is to say, I just don't really feel like betting against this Kansas City team anymore. They're not the same team in the regular season that they are in the postseason are you a guy that bets a lot of props I bet a little bit of props. Yeah, I actually took uh, Travis Kelsey alternate to have 80-plus yards at plus 120 in this game. I just think, like I said, it's a different team in the playoffs than it was in the regular season. Kelsey has had at least 70 yards in each of the last three postseason games, uh, had over 100 against the Ravens. I just think there's a level of comfort there between him and Mahomes that even against a good defense like we saw last week against that Baltimore defense, he knows he could find Kelsey in big moments. Kelsey's going to haul it in, even, you know, even if he's a little broken down at this point in his career. He's probably still the best tight end in the league. And I do think that this San Francisco defense, you know, somewhat middle of the pack when it came to defending tight ends in terms of yards per game this season. And, you know, Kelsey is not your average tight end. So I do think that 80 plus at plus money odds is a better bet than you can take uh, his normal over. You're going to have to lay some juice to do that. So I think that's the best way to look at it. If I told you that one of these teams won by 14 points or more, who would that team be in your opinion? That would be the 49ers, which makes me a little uncomfortable. I just do think that they have a little more explosiveness. I, I know that the defense can be better if if it's playing to its fullest potential, but I don't trust the run game right now, or the running defense right now, and I do think the Chiefs will be able to run on them. That's why I'm going with the Chiefs to win a close game. But, yeah, I do think that the blowout potential leans more towards the 49ers. That's why I asked that, because yeah. like you can, you can slice up this game in so many ways and confuse the hell out of everybody one second I, to the I next. Mean, I'm 
in the exact camp of, of Zach. I have yeah. a bet on the Chiefs. If you told me that one of these teams won by 21 points, yeah. I'd be like, well, clearly the Niners won the game. <laughs> Zach, appreciate it. Let's go, Kazell. No problem. Zach Cohen, everybody. Um, always appreciate him coming on. VEASAN.com, he's all over the place. Multiple sports. And uh, betting on X, maybe the greatest Twitter handle yeah. of them all. Stay betting stuff. on X. Home game for Kazell from Montpellier. There you go. Coming back, more NFL, including who we think is going to win all these awards. That's next. Numbers Game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. And if you haven't already, check out the new vsin.com today. A quick perusal of the old front page. Zach Cohen, who was just on with us, he does uh, his Super Bowl 58 defense and special teams props, odds and predictions. Adam Burke on Super Bowl squares. He explains that for the uninitiated and the score history. Uh, Wes Reynolds, his best bets uh, for the ATT Pebble Beach Pro Am. Steve Mackinnon with his trends. All of that at vsin.com. Check it out. Out. Speaking of the uh, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, I was doing a, a little tennis PSA a second ago. Kelly, you had a golf-related PSA for the people? Yeah, a little bit. I mentioned this yesterday when we were going through bets, uh, but uh, it, weather got a little worse even yesterday out there at Pebble. Uh, I got a couple tw- tweets, and look, I bet a lot of first-round leaders. We usually wait a little bit further into the season. I've got a little bit more data to draw off of, but a couple people tweeted me if I had any first-round leader bets today. Matt, you could fire up that video. I just, uh, I, 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 I avoided him, Gil. And this is Tony oh, Finau on a par three yesterday uh, with a driver with a little bit of a headwind. So he decided to see what he could do. Uh, if he busted out driver on a par three, he ends up sticking this pretty close to a pit, the pin. But you can see the wind there. Goodness. And, and I believe there's another one, too, where the wind really uh, shows how it's blowing around the balls on the green as well. Um, but there is... The whole point of this, yes, it's pebble. The weather changes. It gets windy. There are supposed to be some days where the gusts are pretty extreme out there. Today, the weather looks like it's going to be much better than yesterday. This is Josh Allen. Oh, my God. Josh Allen and Keith Mitchell uh, putting, and the ball is just rolling off the green. So um, the weather is supposed to be better today. But, yes, I'm not running to make any first-round leader bets when this kind of came a little bit out of nowhere yesterday, and this could be – uh, a little bit of all weekend out there uh, at Pebble Beach. It so also no is, first round. It's also just the public service announcement of, you know, watch as well. Like if you can, I know we we have I have some guys on this show, right? Doctor Bob's famous for almost wearing it as a badge of honor, where he's like, I don't watch. I yeah. think he's kind of lying sometimes. To be honest with you, I think he likes that uh, street cred on that. I my, my brain isn't just isn't wired that way. Like, I want to watch as much as possible. Not mine either. And this is, I mean, weather, we talk about it all the time with football, if it's going to be big. And what do we say? When we sit here talking to my on Tuesday, Wednesdays about an NFL Sunday, it always comes with a disclaimer of, hey, weather changes. you got to make sure you stay on top of this stuff. And for the most part, when I was handicapping the tournament, you know, Monday, Tuesday, yeah, it looked like there could be some could be some bad weather through the weekend. It looked like Sunday was really the only bad day you had to look out for. But Weather changes. It could get windy and easily does out there at Pebble. Uh, we get tweets, as you know. I want to re- just read this one because I want to actually respond to it. Sam Wesley at SWest96. He said, with NFL honors being announced in a week or so, will you all touch on them? Again, curious to hear who you think wins versus who should win. And again, these are not bettable anymore. Uh, February 8th is when the NFL awards are announced. So a week from tonight, that's when you will know who will receive all the awards. MVP on down. And so let us just remind ourselves, Kelly, of what the final odds were 
This is just after the regular season. Just after the regular season. Lamar Jackson, minus 10,000 to win NFL MVP. Remember, these are regular season awards. So him having that performance the other day in the AFC Championship, that ain't part of this. So Lamar Jackson was minus 10,000 um, to win MVP. He's going to win it, isn't he? Yeah, he's going to win it. Okay. He's going to win it. Um, I think there's some guys that had some great seasons. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to take it away from Lamar. I don't th- I'm not going to sit here and say he doesn't deserve it. Come, I, I'm not going to say that either. Comeback player of the year. DeMar Hamlin ended up minus 275 at DraftKings. Joe Flacco was plus 250, and Baker Mayfield was 13-1. to DeMar's winning this, isn't he? DeMar's winning it. He should win it. Um, and or do we get a 1-2-3 on this one? We do, right? Everything is one, two, three, except for MVP, which is one, two, three, four, five. I hope I see Baker Mayfield's name number two and not Joe Flacco's. I have a feeling that won't be the case based on the odds that we saw uh, all through the betting markets. But Baker Mayfield, I'll at least give you your flowers, uh, if you will, for what you did all season long with that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team actually making it to the playoffs. Um, I think it's a heck of an accomplishment. I'm not going to say he should be the comeback player of the year, but when we have those two different discussions of what a comeback player of the year is, he belongs up there in the conversation. I just think the Aaron shots, Aaron shots we had, we had we had a couple voters. Again, there's only 50 people voting on all these awards. 50, that's it. Um, It used to be that it was one vote per MVP. Uh, now it's five to a point system, one, two, three, four, five in places, but there's a point system involved in that. So you could theoretically win an award even without the most first place votes if you just were the consistent number two and then number one was splintered, let's say. But when it comes to comeback player of the year, the fascinating point again from Aaron Schatz was it was twofold. One, if you believe that DeMar Hamlin almost dying on a football field qualifies as comeback player of the year you're going to have him number one if you don't believe that's part of that's part of this sort of thing he's not on your ballot at all but then he came back if you remember the next time he showed up and he's like hey i don't want it getting out that i'm the only guy who didn't have damar hamlin number one so i think that peer pressure and that and that fear of of public reprisal right will just be enough for some of these people to be like oh, okay i'm just gonna yeah. put damn Hamlin down because you're not supposed to find out who, who votes on these things but oftentimes you do yep i, I mean like and, and it's the easiest award to do this with right like it's it's already the stupidest award with the, you know the most unclear definition of what really it should mean for comeback player of the year so yeah of course if you're a voter i would do that are you kidding me gil if even if i felt that strongly about baker mayfield are you kidding me i would be like demar hamlin in a second so i don't catch any heat over this offensive player of the year christian mccaffrey was a three dollar favorite at the end of the season he's gonna get it right tyreek hill was next at plus 175 cd lamb a distant third at 20 to one all three of them had incredible seasons incredible seasons mccaffrey will win it he should win it all right here's where it gets interesting Defensive Player of the Year. Well, not yet. I think Miles Garrett wins. This Miles Garrett was minus two hundred at the end. Micah was was uh, plus three hundred. T.J. Watt was four to one. So Parsons three to one. T.J. Watt four to one. I think it's Miles Garrett. I do. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Can I go back to the Matt Brownism though on that one? Please. Where the where he always said that is it really this Cowboys defense and pass rush or is it just Micah Parsons? Yeah. And if we kind of feel that way, shouldn't we feel stronger about Micah Parsons in this award category? Yeah, but I don't know how many people are that astute I don't of the fifty. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Offensive rookie of the year, C.J. Stroud was minus a thousand. Puka was plus four fifty. C.J. Stroud deserves it. 
at, even with Puka breaking records, and I got Puka tickets. Puka. Poor Puka. Wrong year, bro. Wrong year. Wrong year. I'm this would have been one of the greatest rookie of the year stories. I'm, fi- I'm a fifth-round pick out of BYU, and I break the records for rookie receptions and receiving yards, and I, don't, I won't even get a sniff of this. You won't even get close. Okay. This is the one that is probably the most up in the air. Defensive rookie of the year. Jalen Carter still finished as the favorite. Believe it or not, minus 190. Will Anderson was plus 170 at the end, and Kobe Turner was 6-1. to one. Do you think Jalen Carter still wins this? No. I don't either. I, I don't? Um, I, I kind of think Will Anderson. That was Anderson. the one like you and I had to like question. It was just like, it, it's, it's amazing how we get a whole, like what, three weeks removed from the regular yeah. season. We're like, well, we're closing <laughs> odds again on these things. That's um, exactly why we're doing it, because right. we thought the same thing. I'm like, wait, Jalen Carter still finished as the favorite. I can't imagine. I like I can't imagine he does just with how with how strong that both Turner and Anderson closed out the season. And, and I think Jason said it maybe uh, maybe it wasn't Tuesday when he was on with us. Maybe it was uh, this past Friday. Um like I give him some credit for for him even saying, "Hey, I think Will Anderson's right there. Maybe he even deserves it a little bit more than Turner consider or considering he's holding those Kirby uh, Kobe Turner tickets." The I think it's going to end up being Will Anderson. I think it's Will Anderson. I do. I think people holding Will Anderson tickets are going to get their get their money. And then there's Coach it's of the tight, Year. Though. And it's we tight. we talked about this just like you said. We are mere weeks after these odds were posted, and like when I'm looking at the final Coach of the Year odds, I'm like, really? Was that what it was at the end? Kevin Stefanski was minus a thousand. D'Amico was eight to one. Is that true? Man. That's how it ended. That sounds a little. Off. That sounds a little off too. Shane Steichen was twelve to one. This can't be right. Yeah, really? I think that one's a little off. Yeah. It says this. What it says it was. Anyway, who do you think wins it? From a website, we didn't put that. <laughs> well, no, but it cites it cites the sports book though. Okay. So it's like it's not like it's not sourcing it. I think I'm gonna go back to. Uh, I look. I got a, I got on the Stefanski train. Like I I, I was high on him. I, I'm going to go back to. I think what my my opinion on this has been most of the season. I think it should be D'Amico Ryan's. I I have felt most of the year that it will be D'Amico Ryan's. But if you asked me to bet on it right now, I would not even oh, yeah, bet right. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, no yeah. way. Yeah, because it could it could very easily be Stefanski. Well, if I got those odds, I'd bet on. Steichen won't. Yeah, that's right. If I got those odds on uh, so I'm still getting on eight to one, I'd bet on it. Yeah. Um, and Steichen, no, there's no way Steichen no, won it in the end. No, yeah. No. It, we, we kept we kept saying yeah yeah uh, about to those the, had, had to make the playoffs had to make right? the playoffs. Yep. And I mean, you're talking about Hughes. You know, Hughes to make the playoffs, winning a game. I know it's retroactive for us to go back and think about voting on coach of the year when those two met in the wild card round. But I mean, that was. We kept talking about D'Amico all season long, and that's, I know we had C.J. Stroud, but what he did with that entire team with the lack of talent on it was incredible. He should be your coach. Still question, but still wouldn't bet on it right now. Could be. That's a coin flip to me. Defensive Rookie of the Year and Coach of the Year will be the most fascinating. One week from tonight. Crack is next. Bill Krakenberger. Exclusively here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. 
Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been The podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VSIN. New customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly. And bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code VSIN. The crown is yours. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin from Barcanada, the barrage. Here at the D, downtown Las Vegas. By the way, you know why those uh, Kevin Stefanski Coach of the Year numbers seemed out of whack? Because uh, that was before week 18. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, but still, it was like coin flippy after week 18, which is, I think, accurate yeah. as to what it would be between him and D'Amico. We get tweets at beating the book. Uh, a lot of response on the... Uh, on the Vegas Lifestyle Pod, beating the book Vegas Lifestyle Pod, 13th annual edition, teasers and parlays, loving the, uh, oh, he was talking about uh, ANG with Fezzik yesterday, loving the math numbers talk this morning. Can't wait for the Vegas Lifestyle Pod later today. Pardon me. Uh, and Riley Granite also loved Fezzik's appearance yesterday. He said, we need more Steve Fezzik appearances on a numbers game. Uh, you can check him out on Sharp Money all the time. Steve Fezzik, regular there. Yeah, every there. Monday. Uh, let's see. 
Greg Nersian uh, loved our uh, plus. He had a he had plus two fifty six on Caboli yesterday. We had him a little shorter than that. Uh, BSB like Seltzer, my favorite podcast of the year, the Vegas Lifestyle Pod. Uh, Real Mad Mindy said they're all great, but this is the best of the year always. Though he he I, I believe he later said he didn't like the beginning of it because he thought we were too negative at the beginning. Oh, you got to the positive stuff pretty quick after that. Uh, Auburn is Christmas is finally here with that podcast. Eric Berg been waiting all day for this. Joe Belicious, uh, what a great listen. Joe Belicious, what a great listen. Go there a few times a year uh, to Vegas. Knew a lot of the places, but great to uh, hear more tips. Love the restaurant mentions as you said. Best place for music and food. I thought we might hear something about uh, Super Frico at Cosmo, but I guess not. Great vibe and great food. We did not mention Super Frico. Mike Zhang never had a bad restaurant recommendation from this podcast. Tim Thompson, great listen. Go to Vegas multiple times a year. Have used the pod uh, for so many great restaurant options. So right on the music too. So much that if there is a tour I want to see, uh, I want to see. We'll look up Vegas dates to then line up with another residency. I see double dipping. That's what he's saying. Ryan Hyatt. Um, this should probably be enshrined each year in the Smithsonian. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. And then Paul Zhang, fantastic as always. That's the beating the book 13th annual Vegas lifestyle podcast out now wherever podcasts are distributed. Which brings us to unscripted with the crack man Bill Krakenberger. better than that that's it's unbelievable intro music i love like if they play the music they let it go it's like yeah. this little remix here going on background. oh yeah in the background yeah, i'll tell up. you what you know you guys don't realize it because they're in the back of the house so you have like about like four guys back there in the broom closet those guys oh man are so good they're guys and amazing. girls amazing. no i mean i never really they never really get to be you know uh talked about that much but i'll tell you every time i come here I realize how many, how, how the couple of them come out, uh, and, and they're just good people. So I mean, and and as far this is going on for years. So years. Those back of the house got people well, year, decent. years, but I would say here at the D, they're in a closet, so they deserve yeah. extra credit. No, they do. Yeah. They, they absolutely do. So. Um, you know, I, I know Christmas bonuses were giant this year and stuff. So I mean, I'm I'm, I'm happy. You guys deserve it. So that's all. Sorry. DraftKings. We're going to have those bets DraftKings, listed. If you on. could pay LeBron this kind of money, you could pay the VEASAN people in the back broom closet some money. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly, we're going to put up all their, their bets? Yeah, so we're going to gathering that list. Oh, my God. Isaiah is still alive. He's got the Niners to win it all. Yes. Isaiah is still alive. They all, wow. have, they all have futures bets. They all oh, have yeah. All. Uh, something to do with, really, what, didn't they come out? The one guy came out and peeked his head out and said something about Medvedev. Reggie had Medvedev, <laughs> Medvedev. To, win, to win the Australian did, Open did at win? 10 to 1. No, he lost. Oh, my he was, God. Up, he was up two sets to none in the finals and he lost. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that was brutal. Didn't the Joker lose a big match last week? Joker lost in the semis to Sinner, the oh, eventual winner. God. He won it. What's his name? Yannick Sinner won the whole thing. Oh, okay. I never heard of him. He was, he's that good, though. Oh, he's one of the top five players in the wow. world, for sure. Top four. Yeah, I, I stopped playing tennis a couple of years ago. So I, I forget. Yeah. <laughs> oh, betting tennis, you mean. Uh, no, I, I, I used to play. <laughs> so, say, you were, what was your strength? The forehand, would you say? Yeah, I kind of just, uh, I, I had a really good serve. Had yeah. a lot of weight behind it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Stop playing. How you been? You good? good. Um, so, listen, uh, the, you know, last week, uh, come on here and talk about the, the this game, how it was four. It was four when we were on air, the Kansas City game. And I said, oh, if it goes to four and a half, it might be a good bet. It went to five. Yeah. I mean, literally, it stayed there for 12 hours at five. And I have to tell you, there's a problem I have mentally, and I have to realize, I have to get past that. The problem is, why do I respect sports books 
at in playoff time. In other words, in other words, the circa had five. So I'm saying, God, that's got to be, you know, there's got to be some sharp money on that. Circa for God's Circa's sakes. taking, you know, yeah. two hundred thousand. Um, so I text Jeff Benson. I've never ever done that. First time ever text him and said, Jeff, you got to let me know what's going on in this game because I have a pretty, I have a good position. I needed Baltimore to win for our future, but. I really like KC plus four and a half, and now you guys just went to five, and um, I'm gonna bite. I'm gonna bite. I'm gonna bite. I I took some plus four and a half minus oh five. However, you went to five. I'm gonna bet it again. And I text Jeff. I said, "Why?" And Jeff's like, um, you know, "That's all we get is sharp money. We're getting sharp money more and more on on this game." So I was like, "Oh God." So. Um, th- based on that conversation, I bet less. So you cost me money, Benson. But it was my own fault. But I did bet. I took the five also. Um, it's also it's also just a friendly reminder that sharp ain't sharp always. Especially playoff time when you have so many you know people that are betting these games. The Super Bowl, you have everyone. People that don't bet housewives, uh, fantasy things. You, there's box pools everywhere. Uh, you have so many people that are betting. It, it's just. You know, those little five, ten, twenty, hundred dollar bets in in volume can move lines, believe it or not. I'm not saying that that that, that you know a hundred dollar bet times a hundred is not gonna move a line, ten grand, but in volume, there's so much money coming in and it's just right now it's still it's still pretty early. Um and the line is two. It's a solid two. But when this line opened, you know, people don't realize this line actually opened at three. It opened at three at I seen plus three minus twenty at two different sports books then i seen a third one go up for a hair at plus three minus a quarter i actually cost average and bet it uh plus three minus 22 i bet it twice um but it, it then i thought i was a genius it went to it went to one and it went to one dog 15 i said ah, i knew it i knew it and then yesterday again in the morning i wake up and there was like two and a halfs and um it, it, you know, Tuesday. On Tuesday, there was minus two and a half, minus eleven, and minus thirteen. I actually found plus three, minus a dollar twenty-seven again. I was like, oh my god! I, I just can't believe the Yesterday money. Yesterday you did? No, Tuesday. No, Tuesday. Tuesday. I can't Jeez. believe how much money is on San Fran, and I know some sharp. Um, money did come on because I think Rats released. I think they released they San did. Fran. They did. They did. Yeah. yeah. Um, but does that move the line? I guess it did move. Yeah, there's a lot of people that follow them. Does it move? The, it does. Listen, I know it moves college football, and I know it moves college basketball, yeah. and I know it moves NFL during the regular season. But does it move the Super Bowl line? And it did move it a half a point. Yeah. It did move it. It's up to two. It's a solid two now. That's probably where it's going to stay. To me, I just don't see it really going to. It's not. Put it this way: we know it's not going up. It's not going up. The only thing, the only way it can go is down. I mean, it, it can't go past. It can't go past two and a half. So there's no way it's gonna. It's it's gonna. Are it, gonna, it's, are gonna. It's not gonna get to three, and it's not gonna get to pick. It's yeah. gonna be. It's gonna bounce in that. Yeah. In that gonna, yeah. Can yeah. we just get back to that point you made? Because I, I didn't expect this to be PSA oh. day on the show, but I, I just think right. I just think what you brought up is interesting because you know again the the sort of the sort of fealty to to what are the sharp people betting. Um, I say this a lot with models. We've gotten to the point now in sports betting when if someone if someone says they have a model, you don't even have to know them, right? They have no history in the game, but they say they have a model. There's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, he's got a model. Oh, he must be good. Oh my God, he's must be he must be smarter than You're me. Right about kind that. of thing. Yeah. I also a cousin of that is the sharp money thing, right? The model thing is is one thing. I think that's a bigger deal where it's like, just don't assume someone knows what they're doing if they have a model. Uh, the second thing is, 
I do think with sharp money, like that needs to be. I feel like we almost need to ratchet that back a little for the newer better because they immediately hear that, right? And they're like, oh, well, they must know more than I do. Okay, yeah, over a long haul they are, but that doesn't mean there aren't a bunch of games where they're going to be wrong. Right, a, l- a large percentage of that, and I just want to, I just want to push back a little on that, right? right. Because I think, yeah. I think a lot of people get influenced unduly by that. You know, if you're, if you trust your own handicapping, don't let that take you off the scent. I guess is what I'm saying. I also think this is one of those few games, you know, in a year or a few sporting events uh, where you can. You know, when you see these large bet reports, right? Like oh. you don't read into that at all. Of course not. How many times is it somebody in Silicon not. Valley Caesars or something? Caesars Caesars someone took six figures bet. on the coin flip. Yeah. Caesars took a million dollars. It was on. It was on the front. Yeah. It was on the front of the New York Post. Caesars, by the way, on this Super Bowl, Caesars took a million dollar bet uh, on San Fran money line minus a dollar twenty to win eight hundred and thirty three thousand. It was a giant story. Now this is going to be the biggest volume bet Super Bowl ever. We're going to crush the old. What is it? One hundred ninety million? The old record? I believe oh so. Yeah. We're, we're we're gonna crush the old record here, of course. We know in, that in Nevada, you're talking. Yeah, in Nevada. Yeah, in Nevada. Yeah, in Nevada. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it'll it'll crush it to you know. Oh, nation, nationwide Everyone, as well. Yeah. I also think it might be the highest rated Super Bowl of all time. This is this is a great match. It's man. a great matchup. Absolutely, it's Crackman Bill Krakenberger at Bill Crackman with a K. Name of his podcast is Wise Cracks. We'll come back more with Bill, uh, Dan Levitard next on the DK Network. We're back at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.